Adventurers and friends, welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. A recap of Session 25. On our way to the Aaron Tower, we come across a patrol of Zolgaths. They get absolutely wrecked. As we approach the tower, we seem to be watched by two gargoyles, whom we mock and antagonize as if our names are Statler and Waldorf. They attack, and their rocky asses get dusted. We ascend a weird climbing wall thing to get into the tower, and from there we peer down into a dark and ominous staircase. I cast light on a uh, crossbow bolt and just shoot it down the stairs. Savatri takes a bolt that she casts light on the tip of and shoots it down the descending staircase, and you hear it clatter. What do we see? If there's light down there, I want to see it. Uh, there, there, there will be light. Uh, it's, it's actually a really steep staircase. It goes about 40 feet down. Oh, well, it's cautiously climbed in. What do we uh, see at the end of it? Do you start descending the staircase? You notice that uh, it could be dark in here, but there's definitely a some sort of fire at the bottom of the staircase. Whatever room is at the bottom of the staircase, there's uh, a large fire burning out like, of sight. Ah, a fire. Or, ah, a fire! More like, ah, a fire. Okay. As you guys get closer, give me perception checks. You start descending the stairs. 28, the natural 20. Kestrel, you're listening very closely and intently, and you hear the crackling flames of a pleasant campfire of some kind, but you also hear what sounds like uh, several creatures sloppily eating at the bottom of the staircase just out of sight. I look over at Jeb, and I start giving completely indecipherable hand signals. Like, I hear two creatures. They are sloppily eating. It makes a lot of noise. Sounds kind of gross. Probably by the fire. I'm just doing a bunch of dumb things with my hands that nobody can understand. I take that as a challenge to action, and I charge. (laughs) (laughs) Jeb, you're not sure, but you think he just insulted your mother. (laughs) So I charge Kestrel. You definitely... I, I'm like, I just kind of roll my eyes and just, I'm like, okay. Just keep moving. Yeah, I just keep moving. That's about right. Uh, Jeff, as you get closer, you also hear what I'm describing. But as you are maybe like 10 feet away from the bottom of this staircase, you can start seeing into the room more proper. Uh, this is not a big room. It's about uh, 25 feet across and 40 feet wide. I mean, There's a key- notice the bolt? No, actually, they're all busy eating. (laughs) Uh, I rolled a bunch of perception checks, and they suck. There's light casted on it. I know. They just assume more light, more thunder hit. They're also very distracted. Also, hero point to Spencer. What'd I do? For recognizing something. Hell yeah. What'd I recognize? (laughs) (laughs) The fact that strange shit happens in here... And maybe they're a little immune to weird things. I'll this take is, it. I'm going to say, uh, I know you guys aren't actively stealthing down the stairs here, but I want to get an idea of how aware of their surroundings they are. They already made a perception check, but I'd like to hear, I'd like to get stealth checks from everybody. Yeah, all right. Not stealthy. Looks like our lowest is a 10 and our highest is a pair of 22s. So Jeb, 
you're kind of making a lot of noise as you're walking down the stairs so you're not too worried about being quiet or careful and as you get down to about like i said about 10 feet away from the bottom you get to see the whole room and you see five creatures in here I'm going to say Kestrel and Jebediah because they're at the front here. See five creatures. Four of them are creatures that you've encountered already. And in fact, as you get closer, I'm going to, like at the start of combat here, remind me you need 42 saves for how fucking bad these things smell. But you've got some Zolgaths that are around this campfire just mowing into these two uh, bulls that are surrounding the campfire. And they're I just... was wondering what those were. There are the, the the map definitely depicts two headless and flayed quadrupedal creatures. Oh yeah, they're it getting... doesn't look big enough to be a bull though. Well, I guess it would be. When when moonlight hears all this the sounds, they will dismount. Okay. Like when it sounds like there's a bunch of creatures ahead. Oh, there's certainly a lot of them. And on that fire, you see four Zolgaths just like I said, chewing and messily eating these raw bulls that are just around the campfire. But Jebediah, something catches your eye. Oh, does it catch your eye? You've never seen anything like this. And it's fucking adorable. (laughs) You see it. You see a medium velociraptor. It is. It's a velociraptor, but with very pretty feathers. Mixed with a rock. They say that they think velociraptors might have had feathers. But, I mean, those those toes are absolutely velociraptors. Oh, yeah, those are some 100%. huge talents. Now, I, I'm normally you don't get these for free, but Jebediah, give me a recall knowledge check, nature. Gladly. I mean, if he sees it before combat starts. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. I Five. grew up with these. <laughs> you know exactly. Worked on the syrup farm. Oh. <laughs> Use them as uh, labor animals. Um, I, I actually went and uh, looked up how to pronounce this name. It's Dinonicus. 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 Okay. All right. All right. So must be friended. There is a Dinonicus that doesn't look like it's actually noticed you as of yet, but it's eating scraps on the floor on the opposite side of the room of the Zolgaths who are eating the It deserves the main course. So, you guys have the jump on this room. What do you do? What exactly does that mean? Make your first action. They don't notice that you're here yet, and you're all standing on the stairs just out of sight. Because Moonlight would love to drop sound bursts on these guys. (laughs) Look, they're all clustered so nicely. You're like, yeah, I should have picked this as a bet. They're so much stronger. Are you looking at the stats for the Dinonicus? Well, the dro- like just the druid stat. They're strong. And their support benefit. And their speed's 50? All right, sorry. <laughs> Getting excited. See you, turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I'm just going to have them like on backup at all times. Like Just be like, this fight calls for a... We got a blood wolf. You got some boars. You got a tiger. Let's throw, some- let's throw a dinosaur in the mix. Why not? Yeah, moon- moon- if possible, Moonlight would like to move up just in front of Kestrel and just drop a sound burst on these guys. <laughs> I'm gonna say unless somebody else wants to do anything else that's exactly how we open combat. Let's do it. They each give a fortitude save and kind of round robin here. 17, 27, 26, and 10. What's your DC? My DC is 20. So that that's means... two successes, a failure, and a critical failure. Oh shit, yeah that is a crit failure. Then let's see if you can 
roll decent on this 2d10. Nope. <laughs> 2d10, 7 damage, 1 and a 6. Go fuck yourself, Dice. Just seriously, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, that's some pretty solid damage on the critical failure one, but that loud boom and everything, they're going to take that damage. They're put their hands up to their ears and <laughs> initiative. Oh my god, they got such high initiatives. Son of a bitch. Motherfuckers. I got a good roll. <laughs> and they like all go before me. At the top of round one, Zolgath will make a four. free action to speech. Oh? If you touch the raptor, I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you say that to us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let it beat me up. I don't care. I'll tank him. I'm pretty sure Moonlight's on about to get fucked up here. <laughs> That's true. It's top of round one. Zolgath Warrior 4 is going to lead us off. However, everybody is within range of their stench aura. I just um, want oh, everybody oh. to give me a fortitude save. 14. That's a failure. You're sickened one. Jeb, would you get... For what? Your fortitude save for oh, against 29. the stench. Oh, yeah. Critical success. Kestrel? 46. Critical success. Savatri. 18. 18 succeeds. Then let's have that Zolgath warrior that critically failed the sound burst that opened combat loses its first action because of the stunned one condition. With its second action, it draws a javelin, and with its third action, throws that javelin right at Moonlight with a 22 to hit. That hits. All right, so the, he throws the javelin at you, Moonlight, and you're at the base of the stairs and gets you for seven points of damage. Ow. And that's going to take us over to the Deinonychus, who perks its head up after hearing the sound burst and starts looking around, sees Moonlight, lowers its head, uses its first action to charge towards Moonlight, second action to make a jaw attack on Moonlight with a 27 to hit, Cause I'm sick and that's critical. Yeah. Ouch. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Three ones on 4d6. Moonlight takes 12 points of damage on that critical hit. Oh, that could have been worse. So his charge is only a one action or do you just mean he, it was just a regular move? Flavor. It flavor was charge? Okay. Yeah, flavor charge. Well, first action to move, second action to make the jaw attack, and with its third action will slice at you with that wicked looking talon on its feet. Well, shit. Rolls that critically one on the misses. Dice. <laughs> yep, nat natural one on the dice. The talon misses entirely. All right, then after the Deinonychus... It is Zolgath Warrior number one. This is the one that's on the furthest south of the room. Spent his first action to step to the back of the room across from the base of the staircase. Second action to pull out a javelin. And third action to throw that javelin at Jebediah. Gets us an 11 to hit, which misses. That takes us down to Moonlight. It's your turn. Okay. First action to widen spell second action and third action to cast Soundburst again since these assholes are still in the group. Right. Burning all my spells, guys. There you are. Care. Okay, so we're going four fortitude saves all on the Zolgaths again? Correct. Alright, so we've got a oh, fuck me. 18, 19, 25 and a one on the die for Wait a minute. failure. Sickened reduces my DC on spells too? 
Yeah, it's all your to hit and fuck. Sickened reduces all of your DCs. Shit, like, we did we never realized that. That includes spell save DCs. Includes spell save DCs? That seems crazy. Oh, that's huge. Well, you know what? That actually gives a really cool way to debuff spellcasters. Now you know Sickened will do that, which means Frightened does it as well. Anything that reduces DCs. God, I didn't think about that. So, because of that, one of them saves instead of fails, but one... So it looks like we got a failure, two successes, and a critical failure. That number four just is not doing it today. <laughs> it's the second critical failure he's sustained. Yeah. Alright, let's see that damage roll then. Oh! Finally! 14 on the dice. Shit, yeah, that one that you that had critically failed this save earlier puts his hands up to his head and it just starts shaking and all of a sudden you hear this sickening and it falls over. Teach you to throw a javelin at me. If they're deafened, can they still be affected by Soundburst? I'm assuming Soundburst has the auditory trait, right? It doesn't. Oh. It has a sonic trait and the evocation trait. Okay, so then, yeah, no, it would be fine. I mean, it's sonic damage, so it's like the sound waves like moving through the air that does the damage, not... The boom or it's, whatever. But he's dead. So I do definitely think that's the most damage I've ever done in one turn in 2E. Count it up. Because um, that's... that's 14, uh, 14, so 56, 56 damage. That tops the charts, buddy. That's 56 damage at once. Hero point to Swanee. And I'm done. All right. Then after Moonlight, Savatri, it's your turn. I pull up my crossbow. Take a shot at uh, the only one I can really see, which is number one. Get a 19 to hit. That hits. Six damage. Six damage. And then reload the crossbow as my third action. All right. How long does that sickened one last? While you're in. While I'm in it. While you're in the aura. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Then after Savatri, it's Kestrel. Your turn. Okay. That one's dead. Four is dead, so I'm going to step over Four's body and get into a position where I have two of them within my range. So you step right in between the two mutilated bulls? Yeah, I step right in between the two mutilated bulls and three Zolgaths, one of which is dead, right next to the fire. It looks like it has blood coming out of its ears as you get Nothing close to it. Nothing could possibly go wrong about this. No, absolutely not. Activate Flurry of Blows and attack Zolgath Warrior 3. Attack 1, I get a 22 to hit. That hits. I will deal it seven damage. Oh, you kill it outright. Excellent. Uh, then I attack Zolgath Warrior 2. Second half of Flurry. Second half of Flurry. 12 to hit, which misses. It does. And with my third action, I will cast Shield. Done. Then after Kestrel, it is that Zolgath Warrior that you just socked in the nose. He takes a step north and uses his second action to shove. Bring it. He's going to try to shove you into the campfire. That's against my fortitude, DC, right? It is. You said he just socked it in the nose. That's the one he missed. It is. That's right. Oh, that's right. So the Zolgath that uh, Kestrel just missed steps north and then makes a shove action. 19. You is your DC? Yep. Athletics check. 20. Oh, good. He pushes Kestrel into the campfire. And Kestrel, I don't really have any stats for this, but I feel like it's pretty fair that you just take 1d6 damage. Okay. 
So you take two points of fire damage All as right. you fall into the crackling fire. I fall? He didn't oh, trick me. me. He shoved me. Sorry, you get pushed back into the crackling fire. Yeah, he doesn't get to do two combat maneuvers in one. <laughs> <laughs> and then with his third action, will stride up to Moonlight. Moonlight's the one that's wreaking havoc on this party because you're the one that just dealt 56 points of damage to his party in one turn. Yeah, they don't know how much it was. Well, they know it was fucking. They see their friends dying. So they, they, they did see the one guy's like head explode, but you know, literally brain leaking out of its ear canal. Doesn't have an action to do anything about it though. Jebediah, it's your turn. All right. So, for the first turn, I'm gonna let Turtle go, and she's gonna run up back up here, and I want to do a DM GM ruling, if you will. Oh yeah. What Just are you question. For? Okay. So there's. The aid action, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says that aids require a skill ch- I help a skill check or an attack roll. There doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be a distract in the uh, actions. Like faint. I wanted faint to just is- like play with the raptor, and it would get in hopes to give moonlight like oh, AC. But it doesn't read like that. But it seems right. like it should. It did read like that in first edition, right. plainly. Because explain to the GM exactly how you're trying to help, and they determine whether you can aid your ally. When so, you use the 8 action, attempt a skill check or an attack roll, the type decided by the GM. Hmm. So, so you're to attempting aid. to distract, right? Yeah, but there doesn't seem to be that action. Yeah, nothing very straightforward on this. What kind of skill check would t- Turtle make in order to distract the Deinonychus? I'll just do an attack roll. Fuck, he's just gonna, like, play fight with it? Just kinda, like, headbutt it in the side? Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Go ahead and make just a standard attack uh, and DC 20 on this. Ooh. All right, well, I donate. No, no, you don't. I In actually... fact, you make it harder. <laughs> you make it easier for it to hit me. Uh, I'm not sure, but usually no. you're, the, the critical failure says your ally takes a minus one circumstance penalty to the oh, triggering so, check. So I'd assume I'd hurt his AC for one round. I would imagine that you actually made his AC better for a round. Yeah. Because you critically failed. I so made whose AC? The Deinonychus. Oh, I thought I'd make Moonlight. He was trying to boost my AC by Oh, trying to it. boost your AC. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were trying to lower the Deinonychus's AC. I was trying to boost, yeah, like distract it away from Moonlight. I would say it's just going to be a straight-up failure. Okay. Well, yeah. then I will move up to this guy, and I'll swing at it. That's Zolgath who got close to Moonlight? Yeah. And I'll get a 29. Critical hit. God, that thing's fucked. <laughs> get ready for a decapitation, boys. Not really good, but it does die. 11 damage. It does cleave its head from its shoulders. It's dead. Then after Jebediah downs one of the Zolgath warriors, the Deinonychus is getting frustrated by Turtle and actually makes a jaw attack against Turtle. Gets a 18 to hit. Miss. Oh, but that's not the Deinonychus's focus. It's Moonlight. So after making the jaw attack against Turtle, it's going to make a Talon attack against Moonlight. And get a 13 to hit. Uh, yeah, that misses. Gross. The Deinonychus uses its third action to perform something called Darting Attack. The Deinonychus strides up to 10 feet and then makes a strike, or makes a strike and then strides up to 10 feet, which is what it's going to do. So it's going to make another talent attack at Moonlight before it takes uh, takes 10 feet back in a stride action. Nope. 
that's a miss. Three on the die. All right, then after Deinonychus, it's the Zolgoth warrior who strode across to the opposite side of the room to throw that javelin, uses its first action to stride up to Jebediah and actually stand on his fallen comrade's body to make a jaw attack on Jebediah. Gets an 18 to hit. Miss. It misses. Then uses its third action to make a claw attack against Jebediah. Gets a 10 to hit and misses. All right. Moonlight, your turn. Moonlight looks at this thing and goes, bad move, and just reaches out and touches it and does a chill touch. All right. That's on the Zolgath Warrior. Zolgath Warrior 2, the the only one that's still alive. (laughs) The only one that's still alive. Needs to give me a fortitude save. Okay, gets a 21. And that beats my 19 currently. So I will deal it half of 11, so five damage. Killing it. I mean, as I've kind of talked about with Chill Touch, when Moonlight does it and kills someone, it just like drains the life essence out of them and into my roots. You thought Zolgaths were pale, but somehow it gets paler and collapses. All right, then. Yes, after... get out of the fire. <laughs> Not yet. Savatri, it's your turn. I move back. <laughs> so there's a whole pile of dead Zolgath right at the foot of these stairs, and one Deinonychus who darted I back. I use a free action to ask Jebediah, you want me to trip that thing, or you, you got this? The, the big bird? You... Nah, we don't need to do anything. It's all you? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I do nothing. Kestrel, I really want Chris Pratt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I really wanted to jump out of the fire and kick one of them with my on fire shoes, but Aww. instead I'll just go. And I guess I'll be done too. And jump just out assume of the fire. as a monk you're barefoot. You wear shoes? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not a monster. <laughs> I'm a monk, not a peasant. All right. I guess shield. I guess shield. In case it attacks me. Ah. Ah, so Kestrel jumps out of the fire, cast shield. That's going to take us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. But we're at a point where animal empathy takes a minute. Animal empathy does take a minute, yes. Is that what it's called these days? Is it still animal empathy? Mm-hmm. You have a connection to creatures of the natural world that allows you to communicate with them on a rudimentary level. You can use diplomacy to make an impression on animals and make them very simple requests of them. In most cases, wild animals will give you time to make your case. Now, this is not a wild animal. Now, normally you need at least one minute of conversation to make an impression. So, Jeb, I'm going to make you give me this animal empathy check in two stages. One is just an initial, hey, stop attacking, so that you can take a minute and then give me another diplomacy to try to change its attitude. So you're actually going to be making two diplomacy checks here. I will DR, I'll drop my X as well as turtle we're gonna i'm not gonna like wrangle it but we're gonna try to talk to it okay okay it wants to attack me for a whole minute it can well let's see how <laughs> it goes with your first diplomacy check to try to get it to just listen to you for a minute well here's the first <laughs> hero point it hero there you go okay we went from i'll accept that yeah we went from an eight to a 20 one hero point spent. So as you kind of like go up and you start doing the Chris Pratt maneuver on it, you know, holding your hands up, you get a minute to try to talk this Deinonychus down. Any particular way you want to do that? You just want to make that roll? 
Um. So like it, you said, it was just eating scraps, right? Where's the good meat? Good meat's down by the campfire. All right, Turtle's gonna go grab it by the a big chunk of it and throw it at the feet of the Dinoscus. Well, I mean, it is a bull, so I would imagine Turtle would have to actually drag it over the, to, to the uh, Dinonychus. She's strong. And then he, she will, I don't know, she's just going to start eating it and then, like, nudging at the Dinonychus to eat it, the dinosaur guy. Yeah, turtle sharing the bounty. Okay, okay. I like what you did there. We'll go ahead and make this diplomacy check with a plus two circumstance bonus. Gladly. 24. Fuck yeah. That is a critical success, which moves the creature all the way from hostile to neutral. Critical success. Yeah, two steps. It's a neutral creature now. So it kind of looks at you and it, you know, shakes its head a bit and then just starts tearing into the bowl. It doesn't necessarily, like, look at you with fondness. In fact, it might grab the bowl and try to drag it into the corner of the room a little bit to get it away from you guys. All right, well then... As an animal trainer, I know I should just leave it for a bit, so I might just see if she's still here on the way out, and we'll make some more attempts. Okay. She runs off. She runs off. I'm not. I'm not into the torture. All right. <laughs> you don't collar those animals. Well, the Deinonychus is chomping away happily at the bull that it was so scornfully denied by its Zolgath masters earlier. There are two exits out of this room, one to the north and one to the south. The doorway to the south has a little bit of an interesting feature. There's no door here, but it's a 10-foot-wide passage that seems to have three stacks of heavy stones that are kind of stacked about four feet high. It doesn't look like it's really preventative. You, It wouldn't be difficult for you to slide in between these stones extremely easy to kind of just sidle in between them. Um, but they seem to create some sort of barrier between this room and the hall going outside. To the north, you smell sort of this like musty. It's a musty smell coming from over there and you hear the occasional like deep guttural grunts coming from back here. Do we want to investigate that immediately or does Moonlight need to like heal up a bit? I mean, Moonlight could use some healing. I'm at about half health. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a medicine check or treat wounds on Moonlight. I'll guard this door in case anything comes through and tries to kill us. Just shy of a critical success. You get nine, and then uh, I'll do another treat wounds on you. You have five. Kestrel, you said that you were guarding. Yeah, I might spend, t- if we're going to spend that much time, then I'll probably smack myself with a little heal and then refocus as well. Okay, so you spend 10 minutes refocusing. Yeah. So 20 minutes passes. The Deinonychus just eats and stares at Jeb suspiciously. And you guys just hear almost like light pads, like padding footsteps from the next room. Not with any particular intention or purpose, just wandering every now and then. Can I maybe try and do a stealth check and sneak up and peek my head in there and see what I see? During the 10 minutes, which Moonlight's getting healed? After Moonlight's done being healed. Oh, oh, so after 20 minutes, then you'll go Yes, absolutely. Okay. Go ahead with your stealth check. All right. He he tries to be really stealthy, but his his feet still hurt, and so like every time he steps, it's like, ow, ow, ow. (laughs) So you're actually being quiet, except for when you're saying, ouch. Yeah. Yeah. That would justify the one on the dice you just got. Uh, Kestrel, give me a perception check. 22. 
This room is divided by several piles of stacked stones, each stack about four feet tall, almost identical to the stacks of stones leading out the south side of the guard room that you just entered in at. Large nests made of sticks and mud are spread around the room on both sides of the stone stacks, but the northwestern corner of the room contains a large hut made of poorly tanned hides and topped with the skull of some enormous fanged beast, eye-watering smell of Zolgath's animal dung and unwashed reptiles fills this room. And as you step through the threshold here, ouch, ouch, ouching along, you see just beyond that stack, those stacks of stone that I mentioned, uh, two creatures that look like this. It's a dinosaur. Poor dinosaurs. What dinosaur is that? That's the fucking, is that the Ankylosaurus? This one's spiky tail. Very close. It's, uh, it looks exactly like an Ankylosaurus. It's just not nearly as big. This is a large animal, mind you, but it's armored, uh, quadrupedal. It's got a long tail with uh, a thick mace or maul at the end of it, and it is spiky. And this is this is the thing that you were hearing making those noises earlier. And uh, when you get to the threshold of the room, they both step up to the edge of that uh, barrier of stacked rocks, and they look at you intently. Um, I think this one's for you. Just beyond those two dinosaurs within the nests, you see two egg-shaped items. Cream-colored, about the size of a small vase. Who wants omelets, boys? You say omelets and they get agitated. Oh, they've heard that one before. They speak very fluent common. They speak fluent breakfast. They're kind of strafing left and right on the other side of these uh, the threshold of those stacks of stones, but they're not crossing. All right, I'll I'll creep up right about here. And Jeb seems to be getting closer to them. They look agitated. They start stamping their feet a little bit. I'll make a diplomacy wild empathy check and get a 24. Fuck. Okay. Jeb's rocking the animal empathy checks. Their defensive stance falters a little bit, and they start loosening up. Kind of look at you and <laughs> snort, and they pad back to their nests. One of them sits on top of the two eggs that are there, and the other one just kind of curls up on the nest on the opposite side. I tell Moonlight to hide behind Kestrel as we advance to the next door. <laughs> They're herbivores, man. <laughs> look at their teeth. <laughs> Those beautiful. are herbivore teeth. They uh, want to eat you. Spencer, take another hero point and give me a free recall knowledge check. Right. Twenty. That's that's plenty for uh, the Pinocchosaurus. I think that's how you pronounce this one. Pinocchiosaurus. It is also a dinosaur. They are herbivores, like you say. The Pinocchosaurus is generally a. I mean, I'm not going to say they're docile creatures, but they certainly aren't outwardly violent. Most of the time, these ones seem more concerned about protecting their nest than they are with just attacking you. They easily could knock over this barrier of stone stacks to come at you, but they don't. Are dinosaurs common? No. In fact, Jebediah could tell you that the only reason he knows 
about these things is because his dad used to read him dinosaur books when he was a kid. Jeb, do you think you could make it to that hut? See what's in there? <laughs> I just convinced him not to attack me and you want me to go into their den? I mean, they seem pretty docile. Do you have any uh, plants to feed them? Mm. Conveniently. Why don't we no, just... No, <laughs> Why don't we just set them free? I mean, like he said, they if they want to leave, they have all the right to. They're just the rocks they could break down. Yeah, they're just stacks of stacks of rocks they could just push them over. The rocks are like four feet wide. They're not small rocks. But these are large animals. They could easily knock these down if they wanted to. If I just like wish to stand here, can I peer into the hut? I would say that you're... N- no, the flaps of the hut are closed. You're not going to be able to actually like see into the hut. All right, I'll be cautious about it. I'll step up on a rock and see how they react. Mm, They're about four feet tall. Do you want to climb on top of it or kind of slide in between them? I'll climb up. Jeb climbs up on top of the rock stack. It wobbles a little bit, but you're good. One of them kind of pops its head up and looks at you. Looks like it almost narrows its eyes eyes for a second, but then puts its head back down on its I'll start stepping towards the hut, watching them cautiously. Oh, that one, not the one that's sitting on the eggs, but the other one is watching you cautiously. <laughs> but doesn't attack. I step in. As you slide into the hut, it's interesting. The The hut is very simple. There's like just a pile of straw on one side. The hut has an urn in it. That's, that pile of straw almost looks like a sleeping mat of some kind, maybe. And it smells heavily of Zolgath in here. Ugh. It's nasty. That's all I'm seeing? Nothing crazy? Like, maybe Zolgath slept in here? Uh, like I said, you see the pile of straw, an urn, and that's it. What's in the urn? What would the Zolgath be doing with an urn? Teeth. Hundreds and hundreds of teeth. Oddly enough, you see some Panacosaurus teeth in here. You think you might see a Deinonychus tooth or two in here as well. Looks like maybe a shark's tooth in here as well. That one's unique. But aside from that, like I said, literally hundreds of teeth. All right, well, that's kind of gross. I have to put the urn back. I don't really know what it's there for. But that's all I see is straw and urn. Straw and urn filled with teeth. Do you want to, like, search it more thoroughly? <laughs> Fuck you, yes. <laughs> Give me a perception Sure, check. I'll put my hand into this jar of teeth. Oh, God. <laughs> 28. As you're looking through, you you sift through the straw mats. There's definitely nothing in there. Maybe, a, you know, some clumps of dirt and stray animal dung. You decide this urn of teeth kind of catches your curiosity a little bit. What the fuck is this thing? And as you're looking through it, you kind of sift through it. It's a tooth fairy. <laughs> it, uh, give me a nature check. 18. They're all dinosaur teeth, except for one. One is a shark's tooth. You noticed it early on. It was kind of sitting at the top. But now that you've kind of gone through these teeth, it stands out to you. As a shark tooth? As a shark tooth in an urn filled with dinosaur teeth. Neat. <laughs> As a person, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a lot of teeth. Can make a heavy mean, as a teeth urn. Can make a mean necklace out of that shark tooth. Uh, I bet you the urn's probably a good 50 pounds. What I need to do is get some, like, glue 
put it on my fists than and my shit. fists. <laughs> the thing of teeth. I don't know. Dinosaur seems so teeth. random. It seems random. I'll be honest with you. There's a written reason why they're there. And it's All right. weird. Well, I mean, there I'm usually take is. The shark tooth, and then, I don't know, just take like a handful of the other ones. Okay. And place it in my pouch. As you step out of the tent, the Panacosaurus that's closest to you, not the one sitting on the eggs, but the one that's closest to the tent, suddenly stands up like it needs to be standing right now, and then looks and sees that it's you and relaxes and then lays back down. And then All relaxes. right, whoever sleeps in this tent, I need to decapitate him, I think is what's going on. Yeah, I get the feeling that whoever's in there is like these guys' master. The circus is going to have so many dinosaurs. <laughs> they can pull a wagon. Can I have a dinosaur pull my wagon? Yeah, well, would these guys be like oxen? Yeah. From the, this previous night when I foraged critically for all the fruit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm just going to, I know they're big ass dinosaurs and a handful of fruit's not going to be much, but I'll put the remainder of the pouch out and just I'll hop back over. Bitchin. Give me a diplomacy check for that. 17. You improve their you improve their standing by another step. So many dinosaurs. No, they are friendly. What do we get next? T-Rexes? Let's check out the next door. <laughs> Behind more, door number two, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> uh Jeb, you kinda look down the eastern corridor that leads out of this room and it goes down maybe 50 or 60 feet and ends in another stack of stones much like the ones you've seen several times already and it looks like the corridor turns to the left but there's a big there's a black curtain that uh, goes across that corridor all right well I'll wave the rest of my companions through I move up Kestrel, as you enter the room, one of the Pinocosaurus says, like, stands up and goes, <laughs> I quickly run by. <laughs> I leave my slurk on one of the pot and, and like, one of these nests. <laughs> okay. I don't feel like the inside of a dungeon's a great place for a slurk. <laughs> well, we can move on. Monk boy? I'm ready. I'll stealth up forward and I'll take a peek around this corner. Nope, still can't stealth. Hit a 12. <laughs> well, do you, uh, you trip over a little pebble that's sitting here but luckily it doesn't seem to make that much noise and you look around the corner and black curtain and ahead of me more rocks in a hallway that keeps going or what uh yeah yep the another short rock barrier that goes across the corridor and then the corridor actually turns off to the right I go back to my friends well we've got a black curtain to the left and we've got another hallway to the right um, flip a coin. Did you look through the curtain? Do we want to go back and check what was over the rocks in that first room? Oh, I didn't even see that. <laughs> yeah, Savatri, go check it out. I go, I go look over that. I, you know, I, I, I looked over that while they were fucking around with the ankylosaurus. I can get down with that. Savatri, the guard room that you initially entered into is lit, of course, with the campfire, but there's also those, uh, there's some ever-burning torches that are in the on the wall there. You look back into what looks like a big, empty, very clean chamber 
that goes off into the darkness and you can't see far enough to realize what's at the end of this room, but it looks like the worked stone becomes a little more natural, more cavern-like. Cast light and a crossbow bolt and fire it down the hallway. All right, so you fire it through this room. It goes all the way through the room and down a steep drop and it looks like the floor, the floor just falls away deeper into this room. Okay. Like some sort of collapse happened. Then I went back and rejoined the party. And I'll tell them what I saw. Nothing. No, nothing is what I saw. So there was nothing you saw, a curtain, but you didn't look through the curtain? All right, I'll, I'll get trying to look through the curtain this time. I mean, you're not even that stealthy. I <laughs> you just <laughs> looked at the curtain and you're like, that is a curtain. That's a curtain. <laughs> That's a curtain. <laughs> I look through the curtain. I peek around the curtain. Oh, that's right. I can look beyond the curtain. Uh, pass this. Two okay. things. Kestrel the wizard you. said, don't look behind the curtain. No, don't look behind the curtain. There's nobody back there. Kestrel, as you return back to glance left around this corner and move the curtain aside, before you get there, give me a perception check. Okay. 13. Cool. Go ahead and give me a perception check for looking through the curtain now. 28. All right. Uh, you kind of like slide it aside, look beyond. Uh, you see back into this room and there's a couple of pillars with a curtain going in between them. There's more light in here. Looks like more of those that are burning torches are lined along the walls here, but you don't see anything of note. As I don't of see a man behind that. the curtain? Uh, no. That's not because I wouldn't pay any attention to him anyway. <laughs> pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. So do these ever-burning torches look the same as the ones in the Hermitage? No. These are actually ever-burning torches. Got it. We should be collecting these. <laughs> Why are there two pillars with a curtain between them doing fuck-all nothing? They're, they, they are doing fuck-all, but before Jebediah storms into the room, Jeb, as you cross the curtain, you feel your leg as you start to you know, cross the threshold suddenly feels like you're pushing against a string against your shin and before you can stop yourself from check for traps walking any further you hear two cacophonous come from either side of you there is the sound of what you now recognize as Zolgath voices in the back that you hear them deeper into the room and as it sounds like one of them is making a command of some kind, two animals leap out from behind one of the black curtains. These are actually just straight up velociraptors. They're People like the like magical next to them so I don't feel like I need to try to diplomacy. <laughs> Corrupted uh, velociraptors. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> nope, nope. They're just regular velociraptors. They're small. Why the fuck are we in a dinosaur den? What is this place? Troglodytes and dinosaurs? Well, is it, isn't the second book called, like, fucking Siege of the Dinosaurs or some shit like that? Let's just go ahead and say that that's a theme. So those, the, the two velociraptors leap out from behind the black curtain, and they make their small velociraptor roars at you. And initiative. Jeb, Jebediah, you lead us off. All right. I gotta try it. I'll step up. Oh, I think it's a minute. I don't know. 
I'll just, uh... I, I gave you something on the last time we did this, and I'm gonna give it to you again. In fact, I might make you take a skill feat for it, but I'll, I'll allow I'll you gladly. to... I didn't, well, I didn't think I'd be fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> I'll allow you to use your entire round to attempt to stop them from attacking so that you can make uh, an animal empathy check. Your skill feat that you make up should be called Chris Pratt. 19. And it only works for dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. Um, or you're my boy, Blue. <laughs> Jebediah steps forward, holds his hands out, and tries to make calming motions at the velociraptors. And the two of them that are there look at each other, and then they look back around the corner where you can't see, and then you hear that tongue again. And then they turn back to you, Jebediah, and they go, ah! and then they look like they're about to charge. Charge away. Except Turtle didn't get a turn, so Turtle's gonna go. It's also still your turn. But you said I'd take my whole turn to do that. Uh, oh, yay. You're right. Alright. Well, Turtle just step in front of Kestrel and be done. Moonlight, it's your turn. Moonlight will move east to be south of Jebediah and south of the Velociraptors. I think I'll throw a book at one of them. Yeah, 23 to hit the Velociraptor with a book. That is going to hit. I deal him nine damage. All right. <laughs> Smack that Velociraptor right upside the head. Ah! The book the book is glowing a little bit. <laughs> Did you hit him with the fucking Avatar book? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Then after Moonlight, it is Velociraptor number two's turn. And he is going to spend his first action performing an action called leaping charge the velociraptor strides up to 10 feet ignoring difficult terrain and it makes a strike with its talons and it gets a plus one circumstance bonus on this attack against jebediah it gets a 15 to hit which is going to miss then we're going to go second attack is with a claw or sorry with the jaws for seven to hit and attack number three, another Talon attack, 14 to hit. So the Velociraptor almost looks hesitant to attack Jebediah. It looks back around the corner. You can't really see where it's looking, but it turns back there a couple of times before charging forward and missing three times. And then it's the other one's turn. It's going to do basically the exact same thing. Attack number one is a natural one on the die. Attack number two for a jaw gets a 13 to hit. Now you're making me think that they're obeying orders, but still not obeying orders. I mean, straight up, <laughs> they both of them miss every single one of their three attacks. That's six attacks. And Jeb, you don't even try to dodge them. It kind of looks like they're just eh, eh, They're eh. playing with me. They're just messing with you. They're not trying that hard. More dinosaurs. That's, that's their turn. Kestrel, it's your turn. So I do have to make a tumble through to get through an enemy square. Correct. All right, we'll attempt to do so. Acrobatics, 25 to meet its, it's reflex DC. Reflex DC, yep, that'll do it. All right, so uh, with one action, I get behind Velociraptor 2. Action 2, we will flurry. Get a 27 to hit. That's a critical hit. Nice. Deal it nine damage. Ah! Attack right number two. Poor little guy. 
It is kind of sad. They're, they're smaller versions of the Deinonychus. Don't make it worse. And it's 17 to hit, and it hits. It squeals. And I deal it seven damage, and it dies. And you Dad. knock it out. You kill it. Sorry, Jeff. Castriel. Jeff gives a pretty glaring look at Castriel. <laughs> over top of the dead Velociraptor body. Castriel, done. All right, Savatri, it's your turn. Savatri's back in the hallway, so her first action will be to move closer to the crew. Savatri, uh, once... give me a perception check. As you get closer to the piles of rocks separating you and the corridor beyond. 26. You see what looks like a shimmering curtain, transparent, that slides across the threshold on the Cross. other side. <laughs> Fuck off. It slides across the threshold of the other side of the rocks and disappears beyond the corridor. It looks like a, it, it's it's really odd, and you, you're you're convinced that you're seeing shit, but it looks like a shimmering, transparent curtain just disappeared around the corner. You're talking about behind the rocks? On the other side of the stacks of stones, yes. I'm still confused by what I saw. Yeah, and I'm confused why I took a bunch of teeth out of a jar. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot. There's a lot of hints and drops that are happening right now. None of them are gonna make sense, but they will. Before my second action, I'm gonna use a free action to ask Jeb. We killing these? These is friendly. You you want these? Kill them. I'm not doing anything to them. Why is one dead on the ground? There was a book involved. <laughs> I, I, I see the, the glowing book on the ground. What up? I, I glare at you and I. It happens. I pass my turn. That's the bottom of round one. We're going to go back up to the top for round two. It's Jebediah's turn, but before Jebediah gets a chance to go, I'm about to use this word correctly. Suddenly, Suddenly. it begins to rain inside of the tower. It's downpouring. Personal it's a rain fucking cloud. monsoon. In fact, before you know it, you're standing in six inches of water and everything is difficult terrain. Jebediah, it's your turn. Okay, six feet of water? Are these guys drowning right now? There's inches. inches. Six oh, inches. <laughs> now I want to see Jebediah's tender profile. <laughs> Seven feet. <laughs> All right. Difficult terrain. I get to here. Okay, as you enter the room, you see just to your left is a Zolgath. Give me a fortitude save. 18. You succeed, and you're immune to the stench aura. So that was, like, partially into my second movement. So I'll finish my second movement to step up to him. And I'm, like, just the person I was looking for as I swing an axe and get a three. That's but it's late night, right? You got two action points, two hero points. One D one. That's a successful hero point reroll and a hit. Five damage. Pretty poor damage, but you hit it, and it takes the damage. And then I'm gonna turtle. Why is there not a distract action? Oh, create a diversion. Here we go. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it requires a training in deception. Well, that's what I'll do. I'll just mess around with this animal. We haven't used create a diversion yet. With a gesture, a trick, or some distracting words, you can create a diversion that draws creatures' attention elsewhere. If you use a gesture or a trick, this action gains to manipulate trait, blah, blah, blah. Attempt a single deception check and compare it to the perception DC oh, I'm lying. of Sorry. the creature. 
I'm not lying, I would have done that, but the free action turtle gets if I don't attack can only be strider strike. Oh, okay. So I'm just gonna stride action. around it and be like, ooh, I'm just like I circling the raptor. Turtle's just circling around the raptor, yeah. trying to be friendly or threateningly. Kind of at this point probably threateningly, like not like hey don't do anything. Yeah, don't fuck with people. Yeah. Alright, then after Jebediah, Moonlight, it's your turn. Moonlight is gonna start with something that I should do more often. A actually. book to a Velociraptor! No, demoralize. <laughs> ah. Uh, the Velociraptor using Intimidating Glare. Demoralize is a solid Intimidate skill action. Go ahead and make that check against their will DC. That's gonna be a 24. It is a critical success. Oh, really? Right. Yep. So yeah, it is frightened too. It certainly is. And this is the Velociraptor, correct? Velociraptor 1. Okay. Frightened 2 is the Velociraptor. Glare at it threatening before picking my book back up and throwing it. <laughs> I get 15 to hit. That made the difference. Did it really? It, it did. It did. Uh, these things have a 16 AC. So 15 does hit. It takes 10 book damage. Fuck. You and this Books. Smacks it across the head. And that's my turn. I really need to remember to do that more often now that I have um, quick coercion. Dude, demoralize is a solid or action to intimidating glare. The Zolgath that's right next to Jebediah, he is going to make a jaw attack and bite at Jebediah. First attack, a jaw attack against Jebediah was a miss, so the second attack is going to be a claw attack on Jebediah. It's going to be a 23 to hit. Finally, some damage. Five slashing damage. Zolgath rakes across Jebediah's chest. And with its third action, will stride behind the curtain and go out of sight. Now it's the other Velociraptor's turn. This, this one's being circled by Turtle. It's making him a little bit nervous. He's going to bite that Turtle. Roll a natural one on the die. Miss. Everything's working. And it's going to make a talent attack on Turtle. Roll a three on the die. I told you, they don't want to hurt. Miss. And with its third action, it's going to stride away. And when it strides away, you hear a sound coming from behind one of the curtains that sounds like angry parcel talk, yelling at this thing. And the, the Velociraptor like, cowers back a little bit as it gets yelled at from behind one of the curtains. Kestrel, it's your turn. Uh, so I saw the guy run behind the curtain, right? Mm-hmm. This is probably pretty foolish, but I am going to run behind the curtain and see what I see. Oh, as you run behind the curtain, you see the Zolgath that went and disappeared behind the curtain, but you also see another Zolgath that's to the left that has not made himself present yet. And as soon as you get in his field of vision, and this one throws a dagger at you, gets a 27 to hit. Yes. 27 hits, the dagger deals you five points of piercing damage. Well, I continue my movement, and I get to here, just north of the Zolgath 2. And second action, I will activate Flurry of Blows and attack it. 20 to hit. That hits. Six damage. All right. Attack number two with Flurry. 23 to hit. That hits. Five damage. And uh, then action three, I'll cast Shield. And I'm done. It's going to bring us down to Savatri. It's your turn. Uh, Savatri's going to start moving towards everybody. Since Savatri, she's... stop. Give me a perception check. 
The curtain comes alive! 15. Never mind, continue with your turn. How much of this area is difficult to rain? Uh, all of it. Everything. It's, it's raining on top of everybody, deeper into the room, back from where you came from. It's monsoon, torrential down I, do, I use two actions to move up to where Jebediah is, and then give Jebediah guidance. That's my turn. After Savatri, we're going to go to the top round three. We'll make it Jebediah's turn. You know what's awesome about being a dwarf? What? That was two turns right there. Fuck. You move 20 feet? Yep. All right. You, you have guidance, remember. Yay, oh, I take thing. it. And I fucking swing. The 21 with six damage. Mm, cut right into the shoulder blade. And Turtle's gonna... Turtle's gonna move right there. Just right next to Savatri. Alright, and after Jebediah, Moonlight, it's your turn. Um, two actions move there. Final action, yeah, I was way in the back, so I just moved 20 feet forward. And my final action, I will cast Tentacular Lens. I'm going to give this Velocity Raptor a chance to, like, fully run away. Now it is the Zolgath that Kestrel had moved up to and attacked. This one makes a jaw attack on Kestrel for his first action. And gets a 22 to hit. No. Oh. Oh. Your AC went up. Shield. Well, shit. Then we'll make a claw attack on you. Gets a 21 to hit. Still no. And finally makes a third claw attack on you. Crit fishing gets a seven. Hey, Kestrel. Yeah. Your AC tanking. Yay! It is the last living Velociraptor's turn. Makes a jaw attack against Turtle. Turtle's making him nervous. Gets a nine to hit. Makes a talon attack against Turtle. Gets another nine to hit and uses its third action to retreat farther back and begin to cower in the corner. Oh, now I'm just sad. <laughs> Which is going to bring us over to the, ah, the Zolgath who had the readied action to throw the dagger at Jebediah now gets to go. We'll first make a jaw attack against Jebediah. Good and job. deal eight points of piercing damage. Good doing it. Then make a claw attack for a 21 to hit. Still hitting me. Deals six claw damage to Jebediah with its second action. And with its third action, we'll make a third claw attack. Ten to hit, which will miss. It's going to take us over to Kestrel. It's your turn. All right, so we will attack the guy to my south. First action, we'll activate the glory of blows. And attack. I get a 25 to hit, and I will deal him 6 damage. I then get a 14 to hit, which looks like it misses. It does. Uh, with my third action, or excuse me, second action, I'll just try and hit with a third attack just to see. Get a 14 to hit, that misses. Third action, shield, and also a fortitude save, please. Okay, fortitude save. 15 to save. He fails, he will be stunned 1. Stunned 1 for Zolgath number 2. Then that's going to take us down to Savatri. It's your turn. Use your first action to get behind Jeb. Flank Sec- me! Second action to attempt to trip the person, the, the thing that he's fighting. That's a nat one hero point. Yeah. 
That's a nat two. <laughs> that fucking sucks. <laughs> I only have the one hero point, I'm pretty sure, so I will try for my third action to try to trip it again. That's a 18. An 18 will fail. It's Jeb's turn. It, it is. It's Jeb's turn. And he will take a giant axe to the face of a troglodyte, getting a natural 20. Yeah, you will. Dealing damage that's high. Not high at all. Wow. One and two on the dice for nine. That was bad. Don't kill it, which we'll is surprising to everybody. 21. That is. We'll get more than the crit. No, six damage. Good hit. Still no death. Um, I will just give my final turn to Turtle, and she will attack Troglodyte number two. Her not good, and I'll be done. Thirteen will miss. After Jebediah, it's Moonlight. So I mean, there's curtains. I can't actually see these guys. Nope. Ah, oh, that's so annoying. I have to use two actions to get back here because it's damn difficult terrain. Which means I can't throw any books. Uh, it's still raining heavy. I guess I'll just, I don't know, I'll try to demoralize this number two guy. The one next to Kestrel and Turtle? Alright, go ahead. It's gonna be a 21 against this. Can you say will, will, they, will DC? Yeah, will DC. That's correct, and it's success. He's frightened one. Frightened? Alright, frightened one. He's having a bad day. The worst kind of day. Now it's the bad day Zolgath's turn. Loses his first action because he's stunned. With his second action, will make a jaw attack on Kestrel. And get a 16 to hit. Miss. And get a 22 to hit. Miss. That still misses. Oh, does it miss because oh. of my... No. Would a 23 have hit you or no? Uh, well, yes, I guess a 23 would have hit me, yeah. Debuffs! Debuffs for the win! <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a fucking 17 on the die. Well, I mean, it was attack too, so... Doesn't realize that it's not going to be able to hit Castro, but it's going to try again. Roll it's an 11 on the die, can't hit. That's all three actions, which is going to take us down to a Zolgath that nobody knows is there yet. From behind the curtain bursts a Zolgath and attacks Turtle. I guess we should have known it was there because we had seen humanoid two and three, but not number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it's going to be a jaw attack on Turtle, and Turtle's flat-footed here. So 22 hits on the claw will deal Turtle five points of damage, plus an additional one point of damage because of precision. Sneak deck. Okay. That will take us to the last remaining Velociraptor, who passes its turn. All right, let's fucking take out this Why'd guy. you skip three? Yeah, why'd you skip three? I thought he was dead. No, he's the one fighting me. I did, like, miserable damage on a crit to him. Oh, that's right. He should be dead, but he's not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we haven't killed any of the Zolgaths yet. And then jaw attack on Jebediah for 29 to hit. Yeah. Jebediah 9 piercing damage. We'll attack a second time with a claw. He gets 21 to hit. How many? Ah, he's scared of attacks decapitation. Five damage to Jebediah and makes a final claw attack. This one only for a seven to hit will miss. Now it's Kestrel's turn. 
All right, we will try and take out this Zolgath to my south. Flurry with one action. First attack. I'm going to use my action point, my hero point, and remake that first attack. I rolled two to get a 12 to hit. So get up to a three. Yeah, I got it. Ooh, Just another two. Well, second attack with Flurry. Get a 15 to hit, which looks like it misses. <sighs> with my third action, I will attempt to make, excuse me, my second action, I will attempt to make another attack. 14, I miss, and I'll cast shield. That was pathetic. I'm done. Rough. Savatri, your turn. Try to trip the guy that Jeb's fighting. 28 to trip him. 28 is a normal success. Cool. Which makes him prone. Second action, I take a step over to where Humanoid 2 is within 10 feet of him. Third action, I try to trip him, then fail with an 11. All right. After Savatri, we're going to go to the top of round five. Jebediah, Spiritor. I will attempt to smack this guy with a 19. That hits. I will attempt to end his life with a 13. Which you do. 19 hit because it was prone. I will move to right here. And then give Turtle two actions and attack Humanoid number two with 29. Turtle critically hits that Zolgath. I'll deal 16 damage. Turtle tears his esophagus out. Turtle will change his mind and attack the other one. Also with a bite attack. Oh, I'll be dumb. Yeah, I can't move my attack twice. All right. Turtle, Turtle gets a hero point. Sure. <laughs> Turtle always has a hero point every night. 19 to hit. That hits. 7 damage. Takes a chunk out of that one. And we'll release my turn to a tree. Moonlight. <laughs> it's your turn. Okay. Well, since we got that guy hanging out there, Moonlight's going to start off with a demoralize check. Ooh, look at that, 15 against his will DC. And this is against the last alive Zolgath? Yes. A 15 is a success. Okay, he is frightened. What'd you roll to get that? A three. A fucking three. Don't... When you're scary, you're scary. (laughs) I mean, that's the most effective one action action that you can take. And they're immune for for 10 minutes, so... What the fuck is its will save that a 15 beats DC? I mean, it, it, it basically met it. It has a will of plus 5. I'm gonna throw that book of Abadar at him. Nope, we're gonna throw that book of Abadar at him again. 20 to hit. 20 hits? He's one of the hero points. You know, I love you can always probably tell in a recordings when we get to the end of our nights because we just throw those fuckers out like nobody's business. <laughs> I also had to, so. I just, it's true. Half of my stuff doesn't take rolls, so I don't use them a lot. I do 12 damage. Big fucking book I, hit. One of its teeth flies out and hits the floor. I whip that book hard. That's going to take us over to... Hey, this one's still alive. Use his first action to retreat. His second action to retreat further. And he disappears from sight. 
He uses all three actions to get back there. So difficult terrain or not, he still goes out of sight. I would have us be in initiative still, except for that the only creature that's still engaging with you, the Velociraptor, is not going to take any actions. He's cowering in the corner right now. So I'm going to drop us out of initiative for the moment. And Turtle retreats back to the room with the other Dianakis. Is it raining where Turtle is? It's raining everywhere. And the there's still some bowl, some bowl meat. Yeah, it's a little wet, but it's still there. <laughs> I'll rip off a meaty chunk, and I'm gonna carry it to the Velociraptor. Oh, okay. So you tell Turtle to go fetch some meat yes. for the cowering dinosaur. And I place it in the six-inch puddle of water. <laughs> 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 and nobody made a joke about Savatri being wet. Will our maturity continue? Unlikely. But find out next week as we continue The Extinction Curse. We here at MinMax want to thank you, our friends and fellow adventurers, for joining us. If you'd like more information about MinMaxed, please visit our website, MinMax.com, join our Discord, and come hang out with us and other great adventurers. And if you'd like to support us, check out our Patreon. We would really appreciate it. We'll see you again next week, and until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.